Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the summer intern here at KLRC. If you're like me, sometimes you don't catch things as they're happening on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. Here's some highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Isaac from Middays, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's start with our positive difference story. All right, so there were some high school football players just doing their thing on their way to school on a normal day in northern Georgia just in the last few days. And then they noticed there was a horrendous wreck that had happened. And there was a woman who was actually trapped in her vehicle. So Trayvon Adams, who's 16, who was driving, stopped the car along with some of his buddies uh, who were in there as well, all of them football players at Rome High School in Georgia. And they were like, we got to do what we can do. They came up to the car. They noticed there was a woman who was trapped in there. The, the doors were actually pretty mangled on both sides. Mm. And, uh, and they could tell that she was in pain and she was just asking if somebody would help. And uh, so they went to work, uh, tried to get the doors freed at first, and just nothing was budging. Uh, and they said, you know, we're pretty strong guys. Been doing a lot of lifting, a bunch of football players. And they just stayed at it and stayed at it and stayed at it. They said, we all use all of our muscles. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Love that. And they were able to finally force the door open and thankfully be able to free the woman. Uh, the paramedics, of course, came. Uh, they were able to take her. The group says they don't even know who she is and they haven't even had a chance to get in touch with her. They just knew they were doing the right thing and they're hoping she's going to be okay. Oh, that's awesome. I bet there were some proud parents of those high school oh, football for players. Sure. The uh, coach put a little post up on social media that just said these four simple words. Proud of our men. I was like, yeah. There you go. Those boys became men that day. That's yeah, good stuff. I love that. That is our positive difference story. I will confess, I am not a fan of football. I don't understand the game. I think it's too violent and frankly, not very interesting. But clearly there are some benefits to football. Kids learning about teamwork and in this case, using all of their muscles to save someone in need. So this has kind of shifted my view on football. And I hope kids will see this as an example for what they are capable of using their inner and outer strength for a higher purpose than running a ball across a field. Now, as we all know, school has started for many. I've actually started my fall semester of my senior year, whoop, whoop, and Mark's daughter has also gone back to campus. Here's Mark telling Christy all about it. This weekend, Mm -hmm. I got to move my college girl back into the dorms. Yeah, I saw that picture you put on the Morning Show Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that picture, Did you? by Good. the way. That's yeah, kind of fun. It's super sweet. Uh, I to myself, so we did this backwards, I think. So last year, her freshman year, um, and JB does this amazing job when you're a new student to just welcome everybody. Everything's new. They got this army of people mm-hmm. that help you move in. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. fantastic, right? It's awesome. After that, then you're like, okay, now you're an adult and you need to start like figuring it out too. Right. But um Somehow we did this backwards. Last year, we had all the help. She's on a room on the main floor, like a lower level. Mm-hmm. This year, she decides to get like up the stairs, way far back, <laughs> second floor, and, and the army isn't there to help move oh, all the stuff man. this time. It's just So you guys had to do that? And mom and, and daughter Mm-mm. carrying all the stuff. And 
I'm just assuming. I mean, all the only experience I had was as a guy moving in, mm-hmm. and I was like, three shirts, <laughs> a pair of jeans, right? And it, yeah, you had right. to move the TV. That was about it, right? The ladies seem to bring a little bit more. It appears to me, <laughs> I could be wrong, and I'm like, why are we doing second floor? Yeah, with the, with the Did army she is pick not the here. Room? Yeah, really? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So. It You're probably like, is a better view. It's yeah. there's I'm sure great reasons for it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking about any of those reasons yeah. as I'm carrying stuff up these stairs every time. I'm like, yeah. okay. All right. But super excited. New school year starting off today at JBU. I think U of A gets started today as well. And um yesterday morning we had a ton of college students at our church. It was just packed mm. with students. And I was standing there in the back and I was watching them all just worship and lock in. I was like, you know what? These younger generations, they get a bad rap sometimes. Mm. And I know we give millennials a hard time around here just for fun. Yeah. But to sit there and watch a bunch of college students choose to get up on a Sunday morning and go worship God. I was like, you know what? There are some serious Jesus followers, a generation that wants to follow Jesus mm. that's coming up. And, uh, and that to me was super encouraging. I was like, okay, like this is, this is good stuff. Super powerful. It's hopeful. Thank you, Mark. I do think us kids get a bad rep. We're not so bad. And I don't want to speak for all of us young people when I say this, but I think what many of us young people need are strong role models, love and discipleship. It can be easy to be critical of teenagers and 20-somethings who are on their phone doing TikTok dances and using weird slang, but it's also hard for us to connect if we feel judged and misunderstood. And that goes for everyone, not just young people. None of us want to feel like an outcast. Something that I've noticed in a lot of young people is passionate hearts for justice and helping people. And I think if that passion is stewarded in the right direction— If they see Jesus-like role models around them walking and living out the faith, I think this next generation could do a lot of good in this world. So yes, like Christy, I have hope for the future. Speaking of young people and their purpose and direction in this world, Mark and Christy interviewed Ryan Ellis in preparation for his appearance at the Faith and Family Night. Here's Ryan talking about what he did after high school as a young adult and how he eventually was called by God. Ryan, I know it hasn't been easy growing up, um, just without a without a father, and um, you just kind of had a few little struggles in life. And anyway, I just want to know more about that. Can you share a little bit more? Yeah, well, I was I was raised by a single mom. My 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 father and my mom uh, got divorced when I was like three years old. Um, so I was really just kind of searching most of my life, and then. Um, just for kind of identity and trying to just figure it out as a man. And then I joined the, the Navy right after high school. Um, really didn't have anything going on. I was, a, I was a knucklehead growing up. You know, I was like, I love to do performing arts and all that stuff, but I really was just had no real direction. And then after I graduated high school, um, you know, that was the best option for me. And it felt like that's what I needed to do next. And uh, it wasn't even on patriotic stuff. It was just like, I need to get out of this town. Like, <laughs> you know, I need to do something with my life. And um, and as I joined, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, discipline. I learned a lot about teamwork and camaraderie and, and 
honestly loving loving my the guys around me, man. The people that you 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 get into really difficult, hard situations with, and you come out, you know. So it taught me really a lot about. You know, it, it made me patriotic, you know, and I understood what really what it looked like to unify with different cultures and everything to to under one mission, you know. And um, while I was in, that really gave me, you know, uh, that's when I really found God. I was it was a boot camp, and I was I was I had this crazy encounter where God was showing me like, bro, you're not supposed to be hardcore military person, you know, you're supposed to be doing music, you know, and, um, and I had like this really amazing encounter and, uh, it really set me on my journey. You know, there's so many things that played into me really actually laying my life down following God, but, you know, being in the military definitely, you know, got my head right, you know, gave me like a clear mind of like what following orders look like you know when it comes to god you know it's like you know, that's part of our job i think you know is having that that ability to um hear and and then say yes to the call you know um and even when it's hard so um i learned that when i was in the military and that really you know was the kind of the starting with my relationship with God, you know, but that's like the evolution at first. My, my relationship with God was like, all right, he's a, he's a dictator, you know, and he's telling me what to do. And I gotta say yes. And I gotta, I gotta follow through. And, and, and I was very militant, you know, and, um, and it took a couple of years until I understood what grace and, and compassion and love, you know, and mercy, um, all look like, which I really feel, is you know the biggest part of god's heart for us is is you know it says love is patient of time you know and um so that took a little bit of moment a little bit to learn but it's all part of it you know Mm. i think that's so interesting that you had this militant view of god and then when you went into the military the militant view of god changed to a grace-filled God who meets you where you're at. I just think that's so ironic. Oh, yeah. He does that. <laughs> he it up on you. There are always going to be seasons in our life where we may feel lost and directionless. And that especially happens at the pivotal moment between childhood and burgeoning adulthood. A person trying to figure out who they are, what life is all about, navigating all that fun stuff. And even after decades of living we can still struggle with identity, purpose, calling. And I think we're all pretty grateful that Ryan answered God's calling on his life to pursue music. Now God amplifies Ryan's story and message through his music to comfort us and bring us closer to the Father. That's the amazing thing that can happen when we answer God's call, how he can use us to build each other up and reveal his glory. If you're in a season of feeling lost, I hope you'll be encouraged today in knowing that God has a plan for you. Continuing in the topic of back to school and unexpected journeys, here is Isaac with an unusual story of how someone wasn't able to get to class on time. So back to school season is here. And earlier this hour, we were talking about some of the best excuses for missing class from teachers and students alike that turned out to actually be true. We talked about a chicken pecking someone in the eye a minute ago, and chickens seem to have a running theme here. 
When I was student teaching, one person said, I was late because there was a bunch of chickens in the middle of the road. They wouldn't move at all. And this is in the middle of a city of 200,000 people. I finally get to school and profusely apologize to my mentor teacher. I told her why I was late, thinking it sounded ridiculous. And the teacher said, yeah, those chickens are the worst. They surrounded my car in the McDonald's parking lot last year. Don't worry about it. So apparently this town is just besieged by chickens. The last one, honesty is the best excuse. They said, not a teacher, but a kid walked into my class one day and literally just said, sorry, I'm late. I don't want to be here. He wasn't wrong, I guess. I'm really happy that that teacher was so understanding for the poor student who was delayed by chickens because some teachers are not so nice. So that's really good. And it also made me chuckle because I was homeschooled in high school. So there was no excuse that I could ever use to have gotten out of homework. There's just there's just no excuse when you're homeschooled. Here's some more from Isaac. So I'm always trying to find ways to save money and maybe help you out as well. So I loved this study. A new survey is out that says at least half of us have at least one unused gift card laying around or in our wallet. The average unused amount is 175 bucks. So I'm not saying that you're going to find some gold in your wallet, but you might have an unused gift card you might go fishing for somewhere around the house, maybe in the junk drawer or in your purse. I'm going to be looking through all of my pockets, wallets, backpacks, because surely I've got a coffee gift card in there, right? I'm needing that today. I'm, I'm praying right now that I have one. Funny enough, Isaac is exactly right. It turns out my husband had almost a dozen gift cards. I found them all as we were unpacking our apartment a few weeks ago. I was able to use a Christmas Walmart gift card to help pay for some groceries that day. So yes, legit tip. See if you've got some gift cards somewhere. Now for some laughs, here's Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. If you've ever had or been around a small dog, you learn very quickly that dogs don't have a great understanding of their own size. <laughs> it's so true. I have a little dog at home, and he thinks he's the biggest dog in the world. Oh, yeah. Even though he would fit in some larger dog's mouths. <laughs> My uh, wife, her family uh, growing up, they had Pomeranians. Oh, man, you know, yeah. You know, the little tiny fluff balls Eat that tiny. lose like half of their mass when they get wet. Yes! Because they're so fluffy. <laughs> yeah, little tiny dogs. They think they're a lot bigger than they are. Oh man, they're yeah, they're fierce. And this was proven uh, thanks to a home video camera in Colorado. There's a woman's home security camera caught quite the scene outside of her home as a black bear was wandering through the neighborhood. Oh no. Pretty good sized bear. Uh-huh. And it's walking around, kind of sniffing things out, checking things out. It kind of moves off the screen. And then a few minutes later, you see it run back by. <laughs> Like, it is absolutely running for its life. Uh-huh. Going, wow, what is this bear fleeing from? Yeah. And then right after that, moments later, you see the cause of its distress revealed. Okay. A Pomeranian <laughs> puppy comes through the scene. A puppy? Chasing after the giant bear. Yeah, I mean, it's this little tiny fluky ah, dog. That's so funny. Chasing after this giant bear. <laughs> and the bear wants no part of it. Maybe the bear doesn't know its size either. That could be true. The image of a bear being chased by a tiny, fluffy, white puppy is hysterical to me. It sounds purely comical. And I agree, the bear must not know his own size. But you know what they say about tiny things? That they're just in concentrated form. It makes me think of Edna Mode from The Incredibles. She's tiny, but terrifying. Don't underestimate the tiny. Like myself, I am pretty short, but I am quite intimidating when I want to be. Don't think I could scare a bear, though. Not that short. 
Speaking of short, kids are short, right? Here's Kara explaining this new trend among the youth. The votes are in, Anson. America has chosen its champion. Yeah? His crown? One of the most glorious mullets of 2022. Wait, what now? <laughs> yes, what started with 688 contestants, then got narrowed down to the top 25 of the nation's finest mullets, and now it's been boiled down to one champion. Emmett Bailey is an eight-year-old okay. from Menomine, Wisconsin. Wait, he's eight? He's eight and years old. And he has old. a mullet? This was a children's mullet competition, oh. very specifically. Wow. Apparently there are a lot of children with mullets. I had no I idea. I had no idea either. <laughs> and he was the winner in the kids' division for the USA Mullet Championship, and I can see why. It's a very impressive mullet. It's like oh a, my goodness. a mullet slash mohawk. I mean, that is... Like, well, see, like I don't know if I'd use the word glorious. Uh, That's yeah. a strong word. Word. It's something for a mullet. Yeah, it's glorious. But I didn't. Really, are these is popular again? Is this a thing? I think they are. They must be. Oh, like, dear. where else would you get six hundred and eighty-eight yeah, of them? That's, fair point. That's a lot. Wisconsin, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yes, I have seen it with my own eyes. Kids in my parents' neighborhood in Bentonville have mullets. I've seen college guys with mullets. Mullets are appearing everywhere. It's a weird trend. And mustaches are also making a comeback. My husband is on that train. So what can you do? Mustaches and mullets are in. What a weird world. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.